This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. We gotta pick up on this back channel thread. Tell us one more time, Kels, about the bike that you rode that got cut in half. And you ask the question, what does that even mean? What does that it even mean? Someone sawed the bike in half. Like why? I don't know how else to explain. I don't know because he was vandal. Because he was his father was teaching him how to use a saw. He was living reckless. He sawed the bike in half. And this wasn't and your bike. I, oh yeah, it was. Well, it was my bike. Not much of a useful <laughs> okay. bike after that. Yeah, I came downstairs one day and I was like, hey, this bike is uh, completely beside itself. It's a. So I wanted to <laughs> it's use half it. A bike. Okay. Yeah, well, I, well, so I wanted to use it still before we could st- uh, find <clears throat> another one. Right. So I used it as a unicycle. Well, I just used the front part of it. Why did we clear our throat about that? Were we just taking other people's bikes? What? what, what? No, it's because I said steel. Oh, I started to say steel another okay. one because yep, the next bike exactly. I got when we moved right. to London, we found in bushes. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, hey, hey this is. You know, like I've heard a lot of stories like months. that. Yeah, people just well, tossing their bikes and others it, finding them. Well, if you if you look at it, it's been oh, this has been sitting here for two months. I guess somebody lost it. <laughs> and <laughs> All I found the things it. we set ourselves up for yeah, as kids. You know, anyway, so you unicycle. learned to ride a unicycle. <laughs> yep. I and I thought then I then of course I got the idea I could get in Barnum and Bailey Circus, right? Hey, I can do the unicycle like that guy. Oh, uh, wait a minute. That's not a real unicycle. How did we I'm even a ride blind this bike? Unicyclist. Wow. No, kid, there's pieces hanging off it. There's like bars <laughs> Press, back there. It doesn't even move. You're not even moving. Okay. Yeah, well, the real trick was trying to use the rear part and leaning back and seeing how far you could roll with oh, that. Okay, well, wow. we've on the taken risky play to another level, huh? This Generations is, today cannot understand. Yeah, this is yeah. vile play. Like, no, you know, no, wow. This, this Why would you much. do that? Just cry loud enough. That's risky enough, and you might get a new bike. <laughs> All bikes were broken in this process. Let's you betcha. talk audio entertainment and tech. We do this on Thursdays with Michael Fair. Audio entertainment and accessible technology are increasingly important in our lives. I'm Mike Fair, here to help you make the most out of your devices. We'll share tech tips and product reviews. Plus, I'll steer you towards the best accessible games, audio dramas, and podcasts. We'll talk about it all here on Kelly and Ramya. Mike, just quick follow-up question for you on this thread. Did you learn to ride a bike with training wheels or without? Uh, without really, we, we did, I remember riding a trike at first at W. Ross. They had a little little trike that I could ride around. Mm. And uh, later, of course, uh, learned on the tandem bike with uh, my father. And we'd ride around on that. And he'd, of course, do the steering. And I would do most of the pedaling, as it turned out. Is that, right. is that, Mike, is that Mike when you could borrow <laughs> the tandems from CNIB? No, we had it ourselves. It was, it was, oh, okay. No, it was, it was our bike. Like, we, we had it in our garage oh, for nice. years and years. Yep. Awesome, Mike. Well, after all the risky play and vile play, (laughs) uh, we come home and we try to relax, at least as adults. So we're going to talk about the Calm app. Um, It has... Yeah, let's calm down, (laughs) shall we? So the Calm app has been winning awards for a long time, long before the pandemic, and Apple praised it as one of the best apps of 2017. So it's been a while. And now it's perhaps one of the widely known or most widely known mental wellness brands. And this week, you're going to share your thoughts about the app uh, because, of course, you've been kind of revisiting it here and there. So who is the Calm app made for? Let's start from the beginning. Basically, these apps, uh, Headspace, Shine, Calm, all those, uh, they're basically for people, average people with with kind of 
what I would think of as more casual mental things to work out, right? So you don't go to these apps if you're having psychotic breakdowns and stuff. You know, these, these aren't supposed to replace professional therapists or anything like that. These are for, I just need some help uh, getting centered in the morning. I just need uh, some thoughts on how to manage stress a bit better. Uh, things, things like that are what these apps can kind of help you with how to get to sleep more easily at night and calm your mind so it's ready to drift off. Uh, they have meditations and things on all of that kind of thing of stuff. Um, and that, so it's, it's more for that. It's, it's not for the, you know, serious mental illness that, you know, you, you, we want, you want a professional psychologist for that sort of thing. So when you look at this particular app, who are the primary crew of mental health coaches for the the the, the calm app itself there are big teams behind these it, things mm -hmm. yeah they all have their teams just like that you got mail movie with the bookstore crews right i mean it's the right, same yeah. thing so we we got tamara levitt uh, head of mindfulness at calm uh she had a troubled uh life and troubled home and basically turned to meditation uh as uh, basically a refuge for herself and wanted to share that with other people so she it does a short daily uh, thing called the Daily Calm. Uh, it's about seven minutes long and uh, basically a new one every day. And uh, also does other things as well. But that's uh, that's what you'd, you'd mainly hear. So she was a musician and now she is a meditation coach. So that is her. We have Jeff Warren. He's a bit more of a serious father kind of figure. He, that's, that's kind of the friendly uncle, the wise uncle kind of character. Uh, he is a mindfulness instructor and uh, does slightly longer meditations. Uh, he does, they're called the Daily Trip, and they're uh, you know basically a little more into the deeper psychology stuff. Uh, he kind of goes for occasional wry wit uh, comes out. He's he's uh, not without humor, but he, he tends to approach things pretty seriously. Uh, Jay Shetty, one of my favorites, uh, I love he him. Is yeah, a pop popular meditation uh, instructor. And uh, kind of use, uses real-world examples and observations and stories to center his uh, meditation. So you learn something when you hear one of his things. You always walk away from the Daily J uh, having learned about something other than meditation and having it apply to what he's trying to teach. And all these people, it's, you, you hear them with their, their daily uh, contributions, and you also get, like, they do master classes. They get do guided meditations and courses on a lot of different topics for beginners and, and more advanced people. So there's there's lots there uh, from all of these people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, big names, big, big names yes. being associated, which is really great because it's showing how big the app is now, too, and I guess, like, the world uh, around the app. What other resources does the Calm app offer? Yeah, so it offers, like all these apps, it has a library of other things. So, And it's constantly being added to. So there are over 300 bedtime sleep stories, they call them. And wow. some of them are written, read by famous people. Uh, Matthew McConaughey wrote, wrote, reads, reads one about the universe. Uh, you have uh, other ones. I just heard one about an explorer who slept in a glacier uh, in, in the Arctic. So there's all sorts uh, from uh, different people reading these things, and they're constantly getting more. Uh, there are soundscapes, uh, just about anything you can think of, nature sounds, office sounds, cityscape, all the different sounds that you might want to listen to as background uh, to sort of focus your mind. Uh, there's curated uh, albums, so there's, there's music, 
as well. Uh, the soundscapes, they get pretty experimental. Uh, so that's kind of neat as, as well. They have some based on games and different things like that. Same with the music stuff. There's some surprising tracks in there that you, you wouldn't expect in a meditation app. So they're not afraid to experiment a bit here. And tons of courses and master classes on all sorts of psychology, happiness, gratitude, all kinds of different things, how to cope with stress, how to focus your mind, all kinds of different things. Mm. Um, are there any interactive tools, Mike? There are some. There are check-ins where you check in with your mood and you tell it you know, how I'm feeling right now. Uh, you get notified as you use the app. You do get notifications. Good on you. You've, you've you know, uh, done this three days in a row. Keep the streak going. Uh, you have some kind of interesting little interactive tools where I did one where it was like a, a mysterious uh, magical island and you kind of go to these slides and you click through and they present you with the bit, bits of description or I presume there's images with these as well, uh, but you sort of click through at your own pace and just think about what you're reading and seeing. So that's uh, that's something new that I hadn't found until quite recently, actually. And uh, there are probably more that I haven't discovered yet. I kind of concentrate on the audio uh, you know, the more less interactive stuff just by nature, but there's, there's probably more things hidden in that app than I will ever find. It's, it's yep. massive. It is massive. And I, I like how they kind of offer everything. And I'll ask you a follow-up question about that in a second, but are there any problems you want to bring up? Maybe a yeah. hint, hint accessibility? Yeah, there are a few. This is one of the rougher apps in, in terms of accessibility. I think Shine takes the record there for the roughest, but Calm could use some polish as well. Uh, one of the things I've noticed is after you close a day, like the Daily J, Daily Trip, one of those, uh, you do all the check-ins and continue and close to get back to the main uh, home screen, either on the, the Discovery tab or the Sleep tab or the Home uh, tab, any of those three tabs, you're going to wind up with a mainly unreadable page for some reason. And the only way to get it readable again is to close the app and reopen it. Uh, oh. The tabs are still there, but nothing else is there. So that's one thing. The other big gripe I have is you can't uh, lower or raise the volume with the uh, if you're using a keyboard or using your your headset. Uh, there's no way to independently control the volume of the soundscape versus the rest of your what you're hearing. So with voiceover, that's a problem because you need yep. to hear voiceover as well as the music or sound. And some of the soundscapes. They're not too bad, but some of them can be a little overpowering. The music is more prone to really presenting a problem there. So, And you can't pause it without going into the app, finding the pause button in the player that you have to expand first. Oh. And it's, it's, it's that kind of thing, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, the only solution, if, if you want something quick and dirty to sort of help with this, is to use turn on audio ducking. And that's not perfect because it's going to cause your, your soundscape or whatever to drop every time you, your voiceover has to speak, but at least you won't miss something it says. So that's kind of where you're stuck there with that. But as long as you're just listening and not trying to do other things at once, then it's it's quite good. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in what Rum started to ask about getting into that. Just a little bit first, how can people subscribe to Calm Premium? Just why it's on our mind here. Yeah. Uh, so to subscribe, you can do two ways. You can go to the website at calm.com, and that is a U.S. company, so you will be presented with U.S. prices. You can use your credit card or PayPal and subscribe, and that might save you a bit of money because they don't have to pay Apple, uh, essentially. I kind of like to do the uh, Apple route. So I go in through the app and subscribe from in the app. 
And uh, then you can manage everything from the Apple App Store and the Mice account and then go into subscriptions and look through all the plans uh, in the subscriptions. Go to, into the subscriptions, go to Calm, double tap on that, and, and there's a See All Plans. And look through all the options. I've They have sales, and I just uh, snagged a $60 subscription for the year uh, before it was 89 mm. So you want to watch out for things like that. I usually provide pricing for stuff, but this time I, I didn't because it, it can change, and you should look for that because uh, you can really save some money there. Keep tabs, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Mike, what I wanted to ask you was, you know, now we have Calm, like you said, Headspace, Shine, all these apps that are doing really well, and, and they have a presence, you know, outside their apps, right? Just the bringing in worlds of celebrities and influencers, and uh, you get, like, bits and pieces all over social media and such as well. But then we have mental health happening as a conversation overall everywhere. There are podcasts out, there's uh, content all over Audible and other original places where just people are bringing mental health in. Do you find one approach more or less useful than the other? Like if I don't have common, I just go to all these other places. Uh, am I missing out on some particular way of interacting? And why is it well, worth it to buy calm over that? Yeah, see, it, it depends. You really, it's all comes down to the people and, and their approaches to things, right? So each of these apps has their crew. That's part of what makes them special. Each of them will pull in different stars to read different stories and do different things. And that's all part of, you know, they're all trying to say, I'm special, I can give you this, and mm. no one else can. And so there is that constantly going on. Uh, but yeah, like there's there's so many approaches. Like if you have, I've, I have the book of the uh, uh, the uh, Guide to Headspace from the author, the founder of Headspace. Uh, you could use, you could get a book, you could get like the Xenotizer app, or just use the timer on your, and you know, the Nature Space app, something with soundscapes, there are ones in Apple Music. You could do a lot of this yourself, uh, but these apps offer that uh, everything in one app and, and they package it nicely and they, they make the approach easier for people. Right. So they offer that. Uh, it, like you say, you can get that in a lot of different places. There are podcasts, there's Audible, there's, there's loads of this stuff. Uh, so look around, find what fits your budget and what really works for you. I, I find these apps pretty useful. Um, Headspace would still kind of be my favorite, but I'm going to stick with Calm for at least the next year and just see where I ultimately fall on that. You bought it, but, yeah. Uh, but Calm is is one of the more popular. They they pull in. It's the more generic one of these things. They have all these the famous people you'll know. You'll you'll come with. They have their own kind of meditative experts that are. I find they, like uh, they, it's more aimed at the average person. I guess as as far as that goes. And then it's it's a bit quirky. Calm is a bit quirky with the experimental soundtracks. There's one based on oh, like Jurassic World, uh, Halo. Some of the games uh, have have sound escapes based on it, and some of the albums are just it's, the music. The instrumental music is really different when you get into those albums. So look around for that kind of playfulness that I find Calm has a bit more of than other apps of this sort. And it sounds like they're trying to pull everybody in from any direction, which is exactly what they're doing, right? They're, yes. they're able to do that yeah. so well. Awesome, Mike. And, thank and you the, for the review. Yeah? Yeah, and, and you know, the pandemic really gave these apps, all of them have their hour to shine really during the pandemic. So it, it, it's done a lot for moving this into the main, mainstream mm -hmm. rather than the fringes. When we needed it the most, too. So that makes a exactly. lot of sense. Appreciate you, and we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. We'll see you then.
Mike Fair joining us on Thursdays for audio entertainment and a little bit of tech. Today we reviewed the Calm app, which you can find in the Apple App Store or in the Google Play Store. After the break, Fern Lullum is joining us. We're talking about emotional triggers. She's going to tell us how we can respond differently than we already do if it's not working out for us. We'll be right back. It's Kelly and Ramia. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. 